get to start this morning um, a new sermon series titled Jesus' Greatest Hits. Um, <clears throat> talking about the greatest things, the greatest miracles, the greatest things that Jesus did. And my scripture this morning is going to be found in um, Matthew. And you also see it in Mark and Luke as well. But we're going to be talking about Jesus and the leper. As always, it's a privilege and an honor to come and share God's word with you this morning. But um, to begin with, I want to read uh, Matthew 8, 1 through 4, and then I'm going to go into a little bit more context about who, uh, what it is to be a leper and what it meant back in those times so we can get a better understanding of where this person is coming from when they come and they see Jesus. So Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, it says, When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him, and a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests, and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now there is a lot in those four verses that we can unpack, but first of all, I want to really look at what leprosy is. So, the term used for leprosy in the New Testament was a general reference of skin disease, something that's going on with your body, any type of skin infection. It could have uh, included formal afflictions or, or, or what we now call Hansen's disease, which is a very serious uh, skin disease with inflammation. But um, in order for you to be diagnosed back in the days, you didn't go to a doctor, you went to a priest. Now, the priest was charged with looking at the person and determining if that was something that needed to be um, basically locked away, locked them away from everybody or um, separate them. And then, or if it was just a regular bump or a bruise and they didn't have to worry about it. The process of diagnosing leprosy is found in Leviticus 13, two through eight. And it says, a person with serious skin infection, such as a tissue cuts or on the skin, severe rash or whitish red swollen spots, would go to a temple priest to be examined. The priest would look to see if the infection had penetrated the skin or if the hair in the affected area had turned white. If so, he would declare the person unclean with leprosy. If not, a seven-day quarantine was instituted with a new examination for leprosy scheduled afterwards. So you see here, there was a huge process of determining whether or not somebody had leprosy. Now, so what does leprosy mean? What does it look like? What happens when you get leprosy? So basically, if you're diagnosed with leprosy, it's a death sentence, physically, socially, economically, and spiritually. In fact, the Rehabetic tradition um, says that curing leprosy was as difficult as raising the dead. The, the disease was the physical manifestation, they thought, of sin. So a leper was considered physically unclean and contagious, as well as spiritually unclean. That meant a leper was completely shunned from normal activities. Of the synagogue, they couldn't go into worship, they couldn't hold a job, they couldn't live in a home with non-lepers, they couldn't touch or hug or hold hands, nothing. The leper's only option was begging for scraps, isolation, and waiting to physically deteriorate and die. So what does leprosy look like? Well, leprosy went from going from a skin rash to bumps to ulcers, and eventually it begins to rot the flesh all around the body, right? It'll nose and ears and everything, they began falling off. The things that are the extremities, it really attacks them. So 
Leprosy can be very contagious. And so back in the day, what they would do is they would take you and they'd throw rags on you and you'd have to walk around with a bell. And any time somebody came near you that didn't have leprosy, you'd have to ring the bell and say, unclean, unclean. So I want you to understand where this man is when, he come, when he's coming to see Jesus. This man is breaking all social norms. He's breaking every rule and law about being a leper. He's doing all these things because he has one hope. And that's what we're looking at this morning. If you look at Matthew, um, again, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1, and verse 2, it says, A man with leprosy came and knelt before him. So what do we see first? Jesus is willingly receiving a leper. This breaks all social norms. This breaks all the laws about leprosy. Jesus willingly receives him. He sees two things. First of all, he sees the man's helplessness. The man is completely helpless to do anything on his own. There's nothing that this man can do to help with his leprosy. It has to be cured in only one way, which is by the power of God, right? There's no other cure that's known to them. So first of all, he's helpless. Jesus sees his helplessness. But then... Jesus sees his humility. It says that this man came and debased himself in front of Jesus. This man falls down on his face, lays down on his face, and it says that he was so, so desperate that he was calling Jesus Lord and kneeling before him. Um, one of the things that people would do when they were trying to show someone respect or, or to get something from someone, they would go down and they would kiss their feet. It says that's the kind of debasement that this leper had come to. He was willing to bow before Christ and sit there and be in front of him and forget every rule, every law, and debase himself completely, humiliate himself completely in order for this to happen, in order to have this cure. If you look at Matthew 11, verses 28 through 29, it says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus is willing to receive them because Jesus is willing to receive those who are hurt and lost. He says that the sick, those who are well do not need a doctor, but those who are sick, those are the ones that go to the doctor. Those are the ones that need him. Jesus came for those who are sick and lost and dying. He sees this man's helplessness and this man's humility, and he takes that, and he receives that. And he's willing to receive this man, even though culture, even though laws, even though everything else is against him, he's willing to receive this man who is a leper. So not only does Jesus receive him, but Jesus begins to restore him. Jesus sees his heart when the man says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man comes with complete and total, utter faith and devotion into the fact that he knows that Jesus is the only solution, the only answer. Now here's how Jesus fixed the hurt. This is what Jesus does. He reaches out his hand and he touches the man. Now granted, I want you guys to understand, leprosy is highly contagious. You don't want to be around them. You don't want to be near them. 
Kids who throw rocks at them and keep them away from the community. That's how bad leprosy is. And Jesus reaches out and he touches. Jesus sees the hurt. Jesus sees the pain that he's going through and he restores the relationship with him by simply reaching out and touching. Can you imagine, after years of not having any physical contact, what it means for someone just to reach out and touch We as human beings, we as a human race, we have a desire, we have a need for interaction. To be close to people, we hug people, we, we, we hold hands, we, you know, all these different interactions where you, where you physically touch someone and it, and it changes them, right? You put your, your hand on, on a kid's shoulder when you're talking to them to encourage them. All these different, like, little interactions that you don't even realize that you would miss, because you don't even realize how important they are. And Jesus restores him. He fixes that hurt. He sees his heart. And he reaches out and he touches him. At that point, Jesus is technically becoming unclean because the man has leprosy. And he's touched him. By law, Jesus would be unclean. But in this moment, everything changes. You see, when we... When we come to Jesus, he is willing and ready to take us. He says, come to me, all you, anybody. It's not just the priests. It's not just the rabbis. It's not just the Levites. It's not just the people of Israel. He says, all who are weary, everybody, come. And then he reaches out for us. He reaches out to touch us, to bring us back into that relationship. Psalms 51, 11 through 12 says, Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy, from, Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You see, God is willing to receive us, but we have to be willing to humble ourselves to him. Just as this leper came and debased himself in front of him, Jesus sees him and has compassion on him. Now, there's a couple different uh, variations of this. Um, if you look at Mark, it says... A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Now, Mark goes on a little bit further and he says, Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. So, Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town to openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. So let me set the scene for you so you, so you completely understand what's happening with this leper. So Jesus had just got done with the Sermon on the Mount, right? He just finished the Sermon on the Mount, and... He's coming off the, off the mountain, and he's, he has a huge crowd with him. Now imagine there were thousands of people up there on the Sermon on the Mount, and here he comes back down, and there's a huge group following him. And in the midst of this huge, huge group of people, hundreds of people, the leper comes, and he kneels before Jesus. And Jesus willingly receives him. You can't imagine what people are thinking as they see a leper, somebody that's not supposed to be inside, somebody that should know their place, that they should not be messing with anybody else, especially Jesus. 
especially that Jesus, who's a teacher, who's a prophet, who's come to share with them all this good news, and all these people are thinking, why is he here? What is he doing here? What's his reasoning for being here? He, know, he should know better. He is a leper. He should know his place. And all these thoughts are coming around through all these people, and you can see all these people wondering what's going to happen. You see, because the word had gone out that Jesus could heal, that Jesus could restore. And so here comes the leper. He's coming before Jesus, and Jesus willingly restores him. And then Jesus willingly renews him. He renews his hope and his health. He says, I am willing be clean. Now, let me, let me explain this to you. Jesus is not just saying, okay, yeah, everything's going to be good. I'm going to cure you. He's like, I am willing be clean. Two parts of this. First of all, the whole sin aspect, right? People believe that leprosy was because of sin. So Jesus is saying, I'm wiping that clean. Secondly, he's also changing the man's status, restoring him from being a leper, someone who is resigned to death, someone who's, who's falling apart. Literally, their body is, is being eaten away. And Jesus says, I am willing. Be clean. It says immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. He was restored, made whole. Can you imagine after all those things, after everything happening, the rashes and everything falling apart, lepers, what they would do is they would find spots in caves and they would hide in there and they would take sharp pieces of pottery and things like that just to, to, to get a moment's release. They would scratch and they would cut their skin just to get a moment's release from the pain and the agony. Leprosy is said to be one of the most painful and agonizing diseases that you could ever have. Imagine just watching yourself rot away. But you see, leprosy is not just the physical disease. It also says that spiritually it rots you away because you don't have that interaction. You don't have that ability to go to the synagogue. You don't have the ability to be around other people, to have that fellowship. So not only does it rot your body, but it rots your entire being. So Jesus says, I am willing, be clean. Just the, just the amazing fact that he is willing to deal or to be around a leper is, is, a, is a mirac miraculous in itself. People of that time would look at Jesus and say, you're crazy. Why would you touch a leper? So Jesus not only does he receive, not only does he restore him, but he renews him. He makes him new. He says he cleanses him of all the leprosy immediately. It's not, okay, take the three pills and call me in the morning. It's an immediately change. Everything is different. Can you imagine if you were in that point where you were in total and complete agony and, Jesus, and all of a sudden Jesus says, it's done. You've been renewed. Jesus gives him a command then in Mark. He says, don't go telling everybody, right? Because Jesus has a plan and a purpose and his purpose is to go and share the message of God. In doing that, he also heals and does other miracles. But his purpose is to tell people about the kingdom of God and how it's coming. Of course, with anybody who has a miraculous healing, anybody that something such amazing thing happens to them, what does he do? He can't help himself. He runs and he tells everybody. 
He tells everybody, so much so that Jesus can't even go into the towns anymore without being swarmed by people who are sick, who are hurting, who need healing. But you see, Jesus willingly takes this man from being broken, from having a death sentence, being completely ruined. He receives him. He restores him back to a healthy relationship, and then he renews his body and his spirit. You know, sometimes in our lives, we feel like we've been broken or abused or, or let down. Sometimes in our lives, we feel like we're just useless. There's nothing left for us. But Jesus will willingly receive us. He will take us and he will make us new. He will restore to us the joy of our salvation. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 through 17 says this. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You see, we oftentimes find ourselves in moments where we're suffering through loss of loved ones, loss of health, loss of all these different things. And sometimes we feel like we've made mistakes or we've done things wrong and we feel like there's nothing that we can, can, can get us out of it. There's no hope. But this morning, I want you to understand that Jesus is willing to receive us in whatever condition that we're in. There's not hoops or things we have to jump through in order for Jesus to receive us. He takes us as we are. He restores our relationship and then he renews us body, mind, and soul. But here's the thing. We have to be willing to humble ourselves before him. We have to be willing to come and give everything over to him. I want to revert back to Matthew 11, verses 28 through 29. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You see, Jesus wants to renew our relationship. He wants to restore us. And he wants to receive us. But the question is, is, are we willing to do that? Are we willing, like the leper, to come before him and humbly bow and give everything over to him? Sometimes it's our own pride that keeps us away from who God wants us to be. Sometimes it's our fear that we're not worthy. But I assure you this morning that God wants He's calling you. He's willing to accept you just as you are. He's willing to restore those relationships and to renew your body, mind, and soul. The only question is, is are you willing and are you ready to let him do that this morning? When I think about, and when I was preparing this sermon, I was thinking about what it would be like to be in this man's shoes. How great the faith he must have had knowing that in the midst of people who didn't want him around who had no love for him who had not did nothing to do with him in the midst of this huge crowd he comes and he kneels before the one person the one hope that he has of being renewed this morning there is one who can renew Jesus says i am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father but through me So my question to you this morning is, are you willing to let him make that change in you? The music's going to play in just a minute, but I want to encourage you all 
that if you're suffering, if you're going through something, if you're struggling with something this morning, come to him. Take his yoke and put down yours because his burden is light. So as the music plays this morning, I want to encourage you to come down and willingly give over what, who you are to him and allow him to renew you, to restore you, because he's waiting and ready to receive you this morning.
Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, it is such an amazing thing to be in your house. It's such an amazing thing to be in your presence and to feel your power and your glory and your mercy fall upon us. Lord, we pray for your spirit to guide us, to fill us. Lord, we pray for that restoration and renewal. Lord, we know that you freely and willingly receive us, and all we have to do is willingly give ourselves over to you. Willingly allow you to take on the burdens that we are bearing. Lord, we pray right now that those who are out there lost and hurting, and those here who have been suffering and who have decisions and choices to make, that you would guide our thoughts, that you would guide our hearts, and you would show us the path, the way that you have called us to be. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to gather in your house and in your name and worship you. I praise you, Lord, and I say all these things in the matchless name of your son, Jesus. Amen.